Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back and happy Friday. It's a podcast day. It's It's a a bonus day. (laughs) It's a bonus episode today, guys. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Hope you all had an amazing week. I feel like I am talking very loud on this podcast right now. I feel like I need to turn this down a little bit. Okay. Check, check, one, two, three. Checking one, two. I think that's good. Um, Hello, everyone. I'm, you know what? I'm feeling in an advicey mood right now. You just want to spread wisdom. Yes. I don't know why. I was thinking right before we started to record this, I was like, I'm not always feeling um, compelled or adequate to give advice. But for some reason today, I'm feeling it. You're feeling wise. I'm feeling very wise. Good. Um, The girlies will appreciate it. Let's do some quick... Let's do an hour-long NBA corner. How about that? Okay. (laughs) Uh, No, actually, let's keep it brief because, honestly, it's depressing. It's so depressing, guys. Like, remember, I jinxed us. Remember one of the last weeks? We all jinxed ourselves. I said, I'm mark my words. They will win it all. The Suns will win it all. Well, girls, it's not looking too hot Mm -mm. because Devin Booker is out with an injury. His outfits have been looking great, though. Yes. His outfits have been fire. However... The hamstring is not doing so well. <laughs> the hamstring and is therefore, not. Therefore, we're struggling. And if we're out this first round, I will be devastated. Same. I have put so much um, of my happiness into this outcome. Like, yeah. it's We both watch every game and we get so excited to watch games. We either watch them together or we text the whole time. And, you know, this is a big part of our life. And having him out with an injury and having them starting to lose games for like the first time the whole season. It's so depressing during it's, the playoffs. It's so sad. It's so awful. Because I just want to watch them more more than anything else. I don't want them to be done. No. I, I love know. them. I would be devastated. Um, but anyway, sending positive energy <laughs> and hoping for the best. Sending good vibes into Devin Booker's hamstring. Yes. That it's healed and, and ready. And sending bad vibes to the other team. I'm just kidding. Please do. They are so disrespectful. If you guys are the, a Pelican fan, like, you should be embarrassed. I'm dead serious. They are so rude. And I'm not just biased. They have, no. like, mean-spirited players who are not good sports and are, I have to say, you our hate players— to see, You hate to see a bad sport. Yeah. And, and sure, like, every player maybe has their moment of being a bad sport, but a, a lot of these guys are— just act so. Ugh, I don't. They I give me the there's ick. A, there's a big difference between bad sportsmanship and like trash talking, and you know, playing in, you know, being competitive. There's a big difference. Yes. And if you don't know the difference, then I don't know what to say. It's just like the girls that get it, get it. It's. I know. Anyway, well, 
Well, tell me about your Pilates experience. Yeah, you guys, I did it. <laughs> I, did I it. went. Okay, this is probably unrelatable because I had a private session with a Pilates instructor. But I will say the reason I I pulled the I pulled the plug. Wait, what is it? I pulled, pulled the, the trigger. Pulled the plug. Literally killed it. <laughs> I pulled the trigger on it is because I was just like. So I had all this fear and this like built up feelings for my first workout class that I was just like scared to do it in front of other people. And I was like, I'm just going to take it slow and go by myself Mm -hmm. to a Pilates class. And it was great. I had a really nice instructor. I told her, I emailed her. And also the reason I wanted to go by myself is because I do have separated abs and I didn't want to make an abdomen and I don't want to make it worse. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to just go to a class and like be doing my own thing and not having someone like watching me, making sure I'm doing it safely or whatever so I went it was great it was I've never done Pilates before have you done a Pilates class like with the Pilates thing yeah once a long time ago and I don't I want to do it again because it's been so long so I don't remember it super well but I remember it was hard like it's a good workout yeah mine was pretty I feel like it was slow but it burned Mm -hmm. and I really liked it because it felt like it was stretching Mm-hmm. And but also I could feel a burn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was really good. And that's what I, my body needs. I feel like just to feel awake and alive again. Mm-hmm. I am. I can already tell my arms are going to be sore and my legs. I was just like starting from square one. But are you going to continue to go or you kind of just wanted to like dip your toe in and now you'll do something else? I have another one. I bought like a package of two, like a starter pack. So I'm going to go next week because we're going to be out of town the next time they're available. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do another private one and then maybe a couple more private ones. And she was like, then you'll for sure be ready to just like jump into a class. And it's super close to my house. So um, it was really easy to get there. So and it's only an hour. So I don't have to like pump to, you know, go. Oh, it was great. I felt, I felt really good. And she was saying, I was kind of just like telling her about, you know, my situation. I was just like, I haven't worked out in a year. I feel like all my muscle is like all my muscle tone is gone. And, um, I've just been kind of putting it off because I didn't want to like face, you know, the music that I'm, compl- that I'm <laughs> extremely out of shape. And she was like, I've ha- I have so many like postpartum moms that are the same way. She's like, the hardest thing is walking through the door. Yeah. And once you're in here, it's easy. And that was so true. I'm like, once I just walked in, just committed nervous, to it mm-hmm, and Definitely. just got it done. It was, it was nice. It felt, it actually felt really good. I'm sore, but it felt good in the moment to be like, okay, my body is still capable. Of yeah. This. <laughs> So it love was nice. that for you. Yeah, I loved it. Excited for your Pilates journey. Maybe one of these times I'll join you for yeah. a Pilates class. Yes, and there's a juice bar right next to it. I'm like, this is the life, you know? How could how could I be more LA? You know, grab a go to Pilates and grab a green juice. The best. You're in your hot mom era. Yeah. Love We're that. It. What did you do this week? What did I do this week? Well, Leif's mom was in town, so we just spent a lot of time with her and Keaton and we just hung out. Leif is in his surfer boy era. He goes surfing every day. He's nice. went twice today. He's there right now. Twice today. Yeah. So he's addicted. Um, so he's they've been doing that a lot. And I've just been honestly the usual working. Mm-hmm. I um, got my first facial of 2022. I used to go monthly. I like really love getting facials and I'm like, I just love skincare and stuff. But ever since my surgery, I hadn't gone and I was super nervous to go because I'm just, you know, scared of my face getting massaged and my scar getting touched and stuff. I forgot about your chin. Mm -hmm. And it was so nice. I loved it. I have the same facial girl that I go to every single time. So I just told her about it. 
And she was like so intrigued. She's like, what the heck? Really? I was showing her before and after photos of the surgery and stuff, but she did a lot of gua sha and lymphatic drainage and it felt so amazing. I walked out of there. Like I looked in the mirror afterwards and I was like, oh my gosh, I genuinely feel like she drained some stuff. So it felt super good. And yeah, other than that, I've just been doing the usual working, really nothing too crazy to write home about. Um, we're going to Utah in like two days, which will be yes. fun. I mean, yes. we're going to record another podcast before I do that. So I guess that's not that exciting, but I'm um, excited. That'll be fun. We have, I haven't been to Utah in a really long time. I know. I hope it's good weather. Same. We all know the iconic green pants that have been one of my personality traits and that the one and only Kendall Jenner did copy. And guess where I got those green pants? From Newly, okay? And I liked them so much I kept them, which is amazing because with a Newly subscription, if you're obsessed with something, you can just keep it or you can send it back and it's just the best. So spring- And if you keep it, you get almost a discount of like up to 75% off. So. Yeah. It's awesome. So spring is here. 7 p.m. sunsets are a thing again. There's no better time for a fashion refresh. So whether you're looking to add something new to your closet, if you have some spring events coming up, if you have some weddings or any sort of events, or if you're just feeling kind of blah about your current wardrobe, we've got your solution. Let us put you on to Newly, a monthly clothing rental subscription that Chelsea and I are both huge, huge fans of. Also, Earth Day was just a couple days ago and Newly loves the earth. Newly lets you love fashion in a way that's kinder on the planet. Orders are shipped in recycled, recyclable and reusable totes with no plastic packaging. Clothes are cleaned using energy and water efficient methods. And most importantly, styles are repaired and upcycled rather than thrown out. Wearing and re-wearing clothing as much as possible is one of the most sustainable choices that you can make. And that's Newly's specialty. Newly truly is the best thing in the entire world. I want to shout it from the rooftops because it saved me so much money over the last year. So you guys need to really, really, really check it out. Okay. Just trust us. Every newly subscription includes your choice of any six styles you want to rent each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands with a range of sizes from petite to plus sizes up to five X. They carry labels like for love and lemons, love shack, fancy free people, anthro and more fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility and the option to buy what you love at a discount, like we mentioned. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code what we said 20 So just go to Newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and enter the code what we said 20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's with code what we said 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes we're gonna jump into an ad really quick and you guessed it we're talking about macy's macy's gotta gotta get macy's friends and family sale macy's is iconic we love our our friend macy's you know they're having a friends and family sale and we need to tell you guys about it. Okay. So it started on Friday, April 22nd, and you guys have a couple more days to take advantage of this amazing sale. Okay. So you're going to get an extra 30% off designers that rarely go on sale. And Jason is going to tell you a couple things that you can grab while the sale is going on. Yes. They also have 15% off beauty favorites like Mac, Marc Jacobs, Urban Decay, and more. They have a ton of really great brands. I'm looking at their site right now and they have the Benetint, which is one of my new favorite products for summer. It's a lip and cheek stain and I've been putting it on my lips and I love it because it just gives my lips some color. My lips are kind of like 
colorless naturally. So it just gives me like a little pink tone to my lips and then I can put lipstick or gloss over it, but it just keeps my lips looking plump and a little bit pink even when there's no product on it or when it wears off. They also have the Dior Addict Refillable Shine Lipstick, which is something I recently ordered actually. They have amazing, really cute shades and it's like a mix I think between a lip balm and a lipstick. So it kind of like glides on really smooth and it's just really great. They have a ton of my favorite beauty products ever. So if you guys want to get extra 15% off on some beauty stuff, exclusions do apply. Check out Macy's.com and save with promo code friend. Again, that is Macy's.com and promo code friend. Go check it out, but hurry because it's just a couple more days. Anyway, should we get into the advice? Yes. I've Let's, been in such a singing mood and I, f- I swear it's because of Case. Like I sing everything to him. Really? Where I'm just like, we're going to take a bath. Like everything is a song to him. Love that. Everything's a made up word. Everything's a song. And I can't, I can't stop. I need to like speak to more adults. I feel like. <laughs> Has no inter- yeah. interaction with adults. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll go first. Hey besties, love you both and the podcast. I need some advice, please. I'm 29 years old and I've been dreaming of getting married since I was little. I spent most of my 20s with the person I thought I would marry. Turns out he was cheating on me the whole time. Rad! A tongue out emoji. Luckily, my life has turned around for the better and I've been dating the love of my life for a little under two years. Here's the thing. I'm turning 30 next February and really stressing about it, especially not being married and wanting to start a family. How can I enjoy the last of my 20s and this stage with my boyfriend without stressing about turning 30? I know it's such a stupid thing, but I've always pictured my life differently. I have a feeling he'll propose soon, but I don't want to rush anything just because I'm turning 30. I love your outlook on life and I would really appreciate any advice. Thank you. Well, I'm glad that you're with a better guy now who's sweet and kind to you and you got rid of that trash human. Trash bag. Very glad glad you you took out the trash. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is an extremely relatable problem, no matter if it's, you know, wanting to find a partner, wanting to get married, wanting to have kids. I think as I've, I've realized as we are like nearing that age and stuff that this is a time where a lot of people start to stress about timeline stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I have, you know, friends who aren't married yet and who are say the same stuff all the time. They're like, I don't want to rush something and I want to date someone for like a year or two, but also I want to have kids and like I'm 30, you know? So I think this is very relatable. I don't really know what to say to make it better because I mean, I don't even want to put myself into the equation because I was going to say I relate, you know, with the kid thing, but I don't know. I feel like that's not the right comparison for this scenario Mm -hmm. because you're a little bit older than me and you're talking about marriage and, you know, so that's different. But timelines are just that. They're just made up, honestly. Yeah. Constructs of time. And I feel like the more you just truly let go. I mean, one thing I think a practical tip maybe would be, and I'm sure you already have done this, but communicating with the guy that you're dating and saying like, I don't want to rush anything, but I do want to have kids with you. And Mm -hmm. if you guys have already talked about that, and if you know you're going to get married and be like, I do feel like the time is taking a little bit. So I would feel, you know, at peace to get engaged soon. Maybe put the pressure on a little bit. If you guys already know you're going to marry each other. Yeah. Um, What are your thoughts? I thought, I think your advice is great. I think you're right. It's like, it's just an expectation like timelines are. And we just like, have to understand that everything in life that we have, 
you know, that we say we should be doing this, we should be doing that is an expectation and expectations are completely made up. It's just like it doesn't have to exist if you don't want it to. And I think it's hard to, I, w- I wouldn't say this if this person was saying this directly to me because I, again, like sometimes advice for these kinds of things just doesn't really fix it. Mm-hmm. But because this is a podcast, I will say this. It's like when things happen in a timeline that you don't agree with or you didn't want, I feel like the majority of the time you look back at how the timeline played out and you always think that happened exactly when it was supposed to. Yeah. So I think, you know, oh, I'm glad that this happened, you know, now versus when, you know, a couple years ago or something like that. It will make sense with time. So you just have to be patient and enjoy today pretty much. And it sucks that things, they could always be different. Things could always be better. Things could always be in, you know, um, more in your control per se, but that's not life and that will never be life. So you kind of just I, I have to agree accept completely. it. When you look back, I feel like it always makes sense and you're mm-hmm. always better off for it. Exactly. So just keep positive and just communicate and I feel like everything's going to work out perfectly for you. Yeah. And also, I always hear that your 30s are the peak of your life. So, and then people always are like, no, the 40s are, my 50s are, you know, life just gets better. It just gets better and better. So definitely. Hey, girlies. I love the pod. I'm graduating high school next month and I'm super scared of the change that is that it is going to bring. How do you deal with uncertainty in your life? This is the first time I really don't know what's going to happen next. And that's such a strange feeling. Do you have any advice about big life changes and how about how to deal with them? I definitely need it. Thank you in advance and much love from Germany. Ooh, we love a German queen. Well, I'm trying to put myself back. Like I'm trying to remember how I felt graduating high school, but that was so long ago Mm -hmm. for us. I feel like it's almost 10 years. Are we going to go to our 10-year reunion? Have I we talked know. about this? Um, but I remember the feeling of being at high school graduation and like kind of hitting us like, oh, we're never going to see these people again. Like we don't have any obligations of school anymore. We yeah. don't have to go where, you know, our parents or the government tells us to go pretty much, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know that this is advice, but I can tell you that I mean, I loved high school. I don't have any horrible memories of high school or anything, but my life has only gotten exponentially better since then. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like as you grow up, you just have experiences that are unique and fun and cool. And there's so much to look forward to instead of, I guess, thinking of it as scary. Mm-hmm. Think of it as exciting if you can, because the possibilities of life are endless. And I always say like, it's exciting to me that I probably haven't met some of my best friends yet or like some people that will be in my life forever. Yeah. And I definitely, that was the case when I was in high school. Like, I mean, a lot of people that I would consider my closest friends now, I had no idea who they were then. And it's just cool to grow up and find your people and your partner and stuff. So you have so much ahead of you. That's so exciting. Exactly. You are like at the moment in time where you just have to take each phase of life as it is. Mm-hmm. You know, this phase will be uncertain and that's fun, you know, because then people, when their lives are so certain and they know exactly what they're going to be doing every single day for the rest of their life, then they find a problem with that. You know what I mean? You can you're always, always find, a find a problem for sure. So whatever you're doing, whatever stage you're in, that's a good stage. Look, look for the positives in that stage. And there's really with, with like trying to find what you want to do in terms of like, oh, there, this is a big life change you know, so, so uncertain what's going to happen next. Don't put any pressure on yourself. This is your time to 
literally experiment with whatever you want to. I'm not talking about drugs. I'm talking about <laughs> careers. I'm talking about, you know, relationships. I'm talking about, you know, just your life path. Like what discover stuff about yourself. Your brain is finally developed all, almost, well, what age it's is like it for 25, girls? I think. Oh, your brain is almost there. It's almost fully developed. So it's like, you're going to be learning so much about yourself. So it's exciting. It's fun. It is a little scary, but it is fun. Hey girls, I just wanted to say that I'm a big fan of everything you all do and have accomplished and that I look forward to cheering on all your future accomplishments. Please say hi to Beth, Leif, Nick, Little Case, Lady, and Sophie from me. Aww. So sweet. As for the advice, I'm a 21-year-old student and I don't necessarily have a lot of extra money laying around. But whenever I see an advertisement or a TikTok about any clothing item or a random product, I just get sucked in. I feel like I'm spending way too much money on random stuff I don't actually need. Do you guys have any advice on restricting your fun purchases? I don't mind an occasional treat to myself, but I need more balance. Any tip is welcome. I have a few things that just came, quickly came to mind. Number one, I feel a little bit called out because I was in one of my recent either TikToks or YouTube videos. I think it was a YouTube video. I was talking about how on TikTok, I follow all these girls who do makeup and stuff. And they'll always be like, here are my five favorite blushes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I always only have one blush for like a year. And then mm -hmm. I move on to the next. And I was saying, I kind of want to have more of each product that I can like experiment and stuff. And then I was saying that on YouTube and someone commented and she was like, just a friendly reminder that we don't always need like more, more, more. And I was like, that's really true. Like, mm -hmm. even though I still kind of stand by what I said, because I do like makeup and skincare and stuff. So it's like fun to me to experiment with products, but I definitely don't need to have five different blushes. And I think that social media can make you feel like you do, but here are a few practical tips. Number one, I think wait, like, I don't know how long a week or a, a month and see if you still want it. Yeah. That is always what I do with like either a big purchase or something where I'm like, mm, do I really need that? And if I'm not thinking about it in a week, I'm like, I, I obviously don't care about it that much. Exactly. And, and it might be just trendy. It's like in a yeah. month, you might be like, that's not even cute anymore. Exactly. And that's how you know it wasn't not going to be a good purchase in the first place. And also, should I start saying I read an article instead of I saw a TikTok? I read an article where... <laughs> This girl said that, I actually saw today, she was saying that money is energy and how when you purchase something, it's an exchange of energy and it's like you're you're using your money to get something of value to you. And so thinking of money as abundant, but also thinking of it as like, she, she was using the example as she spent however much, $10,000 on like a mentorship, like a coach or something. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, I basically gave up 10,000, not gave up. That's kind of, I think that's bad uh, or poor use of how to say it. But she exchanged $10,000 cash for $10,000 of clarity, knowledge, all this different stuff. And so I know that's getting a little deep, but you can kind of apply that to purchases you make where even if it's as simple as makeup or something, it's like, okay, do I need this $30 lipstick? Let me think about it for a second. Does it how, have talc in it? Then yeah. No. Yeah. But let me think about it and let me think about how it's going to add value to my life because there's a chance that it will. Like what if it's your new go-to lipstick that you use every single day and it makes you feel confident and you love it? Money is just energy and you're just transferring value and energy around. Does that make sense? So yeah, like, think more about what you're purchasing and like, is this going to bring me the value that I'm seeking? 
Yes, that's from the book. Oh, it sounds exactly like it's from the book. You are a badass at making money that I read those books. I feel like were so popular like five years ago, but Mm -hmm. they're um, by Jen Sincero. It's really good. It talks all about that, about your relationship with money and, you know, how it is energy and like accepting money, giving money and how to have more of an abundance mindset with money. It's a really good book. That's all my advice is because I am not a financial advisor whatsoever. Honestly, never listen to me talk about money. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just go read the book. I learned from other people in that area. So I'll tell you when I I'll tell you when I'm good and then then you can listen to me. Why do you feel like you're bad? No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm just saying I'm not. I'm I feel like I'm still a student of having um of finances. Okay. I'm still in the learning phase of, you know, how to I learn from other people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I'll tell you when I know about something and when I don't and I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> we love okay. a self-aware queen. Yeah. Hi, besties. I need some help on how to trust my body. I have struggled with health anxiety. Basically, I notice every little ache and pain in my body and worry about and worry something major is wrong. I am also extremely aware of everything that can possibly happen to my body and I get so stressed. Yeah, that's uh, WebMD. I I get that girly. Therapy has helped me work through the anxiety and I'm recovering, but I found my relationship with my body isn't great anymore as I don't seem to trust my body to do its thing and to be okay. Any advice on how to trust my body and heal my relationship with it? Also, Chelsea, I'm in the same boat as you, wanting to work out but haven't in over a year. Square one is hard. As a true day one who's been here since 2018, I am forever grateful for your knowledge, light, and laughs you have shared with me. Besties for life. Oh, thank you. XOXO. Hugs and kisses back to you. I feel this. The first thing, I'm like splitting up into two, like with the um, health anxiety. I don't necessarily have that. I can't relate to that specifically, but I have a little bit of like medical anxiety where it's a lot of like the doctors and things like that. And when something is awry in my body, I web MD the crap out of it. I'm like super, you know, kind of just like what is happening. I need to like over um, research research, and just like get to the bottom of it. And I'm like, okay, you know, can't stop thinking about it. But I think something that has helped me a lot in the last year, I feel like it's a little different with pregnancy and birth because it's such a trial in in terms of like you have no other choice but to trust your body because it's like a physical like affirm like it's a physical way manifestation yeah of of that happening where it's like you don't do anything and your body grows the baby and births it you know what I mean it's like you just kind of sit there and, and eat and go about your life and it does it on its own which really just makes you appreciate like your body in that way where it's like oh wow I didn't even do anything. I'm not mm-hmm. even doing anything. I'm just sitting here and, you know, it does everything for me. My body's amazing. Like this was created so perfectly. In terms of tangible advice, like day to day, this might not be necessarily what you're looking for. But when I look at my body in, in terms of now, like how working out or, you know, expecting it to be how it was before, even just in ways of like, how fast can I go up the stairs? You know, how high can I jump? You know, when I'm doing something active and I'm kind of just like, okay, something's not as, I'm not as youthful as I once was. You know, my body's been through it. It's just have body neutrality where it's just like, it is what it is, accepting your body as it is today, but always wanting to be, do your best. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean you always have to, like you said, want more, 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 want to be better, 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 but doing your best, I feel like is a little different than always wanting to be better. Cause if you're always doing your best and you just accept your body, it is what it is. It's not good or bad then there's nothing to really judge and there's no negative feelings coming from that. I have a very, well, 
I'm going to say, I think it's a really good book recommendation for you based off of what you've just described. It's called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And this book is really amazing. It's, um, I feel like she might have another book. So it was actually written in the eighties and I love this woman. Like this book is so, so good. I have bookmarked or like highlighted so much of it already. And it's just such a good, like a, a book that makes you feel good. And it's all about healing yourself or your, you know, self-love, but not like she talks about how Self-love isn't arrogance and all this stuff. It's accepting yourself for exactly who you are, kind of like you just said, today so that you can move forward. And it just has a lot of really good tangible tips. I actually think you would love the book as well. And it has some like mantras in there and some or affirmations and little things that I've just felt really good reading it. And based off what you just described, I think that you might like it too. Um, but that's just because I'm reading it right now. So it's fresh on my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like acceptance will really help with every single. And I really truly feel so repetitive sometimes because I try and come up with like random little bits of advice for certain specific questions. But truly what it comes down to and why I always reference the four agreements is because they're just four simple agreements and it applies to every area of life and it makes it actually more simple. Like life actually is more simple than we make it when we break it down um, instead of always looking for tiny little like fixes to every tiny little problem. Mm-hmm. Hi, friends. I'm in need of some advice on how not to care what everyone thinks of my life decisions. Here's some context. I'm 23 in grad school to get a doctorate level degree, and I've been living away from home since I started college in 2016. I've been dating my boyfriend for several years. We both have one year left of school slash long distance, and we're planning on moving in together next year once we've both graduated. Here's the catch. I just know my parents will be upset about us living together before we're married, even though we'll probably be engaged by then. And I hate the idea of disappointing them. I have major people pleaser syndrome and I've always been the golden child out of my siblings who never got in trouble and always did exactly what my parents wanted. How do I get over this and be okay with doing what I know I want to do? I know it shouldn't be a big deal, but I just get so anxious thinking about the fallout and drama that that could come from it. Any thoughts or suggestions are appreciated. XOXO, a vapid valley girl. Love to see it. I have one thing to say before the first thing that I just thought of as she was saying that is your value does not alter because of what other people think about you. Your value does not change based on if people are pleased with you, if people don't like you, if people, and and that goes for both ways, positive or negative. You you are not more valuable, valuable because you are the golden child than your other siblings. And it also, your value will not lesson because your parents all of a sudden are like disappointed in you if that makes sense so that's my well number one before you get into i think i think sometimes we make things out to be worse than they are and i've experienced this recently where i made a big deal out of something i was like i'm just so scared of how like someone will react to this information and like it happened and it just wasn't that bad and i was like oh like kind of surprised actually very surprised by how it just wasn't a big as big of a deal as I made it out to be in my head. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, maybe going through even worst case scenarios, it's like, okay, what's the worst that could happen? You know, they're disappointed in me. They say something to me just kind of going, I mean, Mm -hmm. at least for me, that helps me because then I can kind of prepare for any situation, but I will close with this. We live on a floating rock. Like, I don't know, just, I think 
people, what makes me the most sad in life is watching people not do what they want to do because they're scared of what other people would think. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I'm this perfect, you know, example of just doing absolutely whatever I want, but I truly do feel like I can speak on that because I do feel like I try so hard to live a life that I want to live. And I don't, I mean, sometimes it's to my detriment, but like I don't take other people's opinions into account a lot of times because I'm just like, this is my life and I want to do what I want. And I just always think about that. I'm like, nothing's that deep. Like we're all going to die. I want to live the life I want to live. I'm not going to let anyone be in the way of that. I don't know. That's just my personal, the way I am personally, but it's just, to me, it's too short. Life's yeah. too short. Well, my sister was recently saying to me, she's like, it's so crazy because you you actually can't live in the present and you actually can't live in the future. So you are living in the present and that's the only thing that actually Wait, you exists. said you can't live in the present. Oh, sorry. You can't live in the future. You can't live in the past. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing that you can do is live in the present. So anytime you're catching yourself saying, I'm worried about this, it's you trying to somehow control the future and it's not possible. So don't make up stories in your head about what's going to happen and just take it as it comes. I also will say, I think honesty is just the best policy. Like with your parents being, if you know you're going to live with your boyfriend and you know your parents are going to be disappointed, like if you already know it's happening, just be straight up honest. Like the truth will set tr- you free. Yeah, the truth is always the best option. Like hiding it or being like, oh, I don't want to tell them yet. Like putting it off, just rip off the band-aid and mm-hmm. be like, hey, I want to let you know we're going to be living together. Yeah. See how they react and then go from there. I know it sucks. Like we're going to be put in uncomfortable situations in this life because what we want to do and what other people's beliefs or thoughts are are not always going to line up. Exactly. So we're always going to have those awkward, have to have those conversations, you know? Have you ever had the experience where your mom or your parent tells you a story about something, their childhood or something they did as a kid and you're like, what the heck? I've never heard that story. I did not know that fact about you. And then it starts to make you wonder, what else do I not know about my mom? (laughs) What else have you been hiding, mom? Leif's mom was recently here in town and she was telling us a few stories that Leif's like, I have never heard that information before. So if you want to hear some stories about your mom, you should get her StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Every week, StoryWorth emails your mom a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of, like what's some of the best advice that your mother gave you? Or if you were able to do it all over, what would you do differently? So after one year, StoryWorth will compile all the questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book the whole family can share for generations. So basically, it's a gift that gives back to us. On Christmas, we get to read and see all the stories and, you know, connect with our mom a little more. It's the gift that keeps giving. Exactly. So you can give all the moms in your life a meaningful gift you'll both cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash what we said. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash what we said to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash what we said. We always link our sponsors and the links and the codes in the show notes. So go check it out. 
Hi, girls. Obsessed with both of you and the podcast. I just found out I was pregnant about a month and a half ago, and I have become an anxious mess. I can't stop looking everything up and panicking about everything I'm eating or doing or feeling. I'm so nervous about having a miscarriage since this is my first pregnancy, and I just want everything to go perfectly and smoothly. Chelsea, how did you cope with pregnancy anxiety? I want to be able to enjoy this experience, but I feel like I can never relax. Again, love you both and would love to hear any advice you have for me. So I posted this on my Instagram story. Um, because this is actually a question that people ask me a lot on Instagram about miscarriage anxiety. And it's a very real thing, especially in your first trimester. And I've never experienced a miscarriage, but I can only imagine, especially if you've already had one, how much even more intense it would be. So I didn't, I have never experienced a miscarriage. Wait, she said she has? No, no, no. I'm just saying in general, people with miscarriage anxiety. The first like 12 weeks, I feel like you have to be kind to yourself and be kind to your worries because it's just, I I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I feel like it's your body's way. There's so many things that happen with your mind during pregnancy and postpartum. And I feel like it's your body's and your mind's way of processing. It's trying to prepare you. It's trying to protect you and the baby. And it just like all of a sudden your thoughts go wild. And something, again, my sister seems to be, the wisest person alive because I'm going to quote her again. But when someone asked me on Instagram, I shared this and a lot of people said it helped. And she told me when I was in my first trimester, she was like, your baby is trying just as hard, if not harder than you to live as well. Like you're not doing this by yourself. It's not like completely your fault at all. Your baby is also working hard to survive. So it is a process. It's whatever is going to happen is already going to happen. So like I said with, you know, previously worrying about something is just putting yourself through it twice. Just take each day as it comes and stay off Google. I truly think that's the best thing you could do is stay off of Google unless you are experiencing. Usually you'll experience something and it will be intense and you'll know like your your gut will tell you if something's wrong. And that's different than anxiety of thoughts of Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, what if it's this? What if it's this? What if it's this? And then you look it up and it's like, well, it could be, it'll tell Mm -hmm. you the worst case scenario. And my pediatrician, because I did this with Case when he was first born, I was like, oh my gosh, he's doing this, this, this. And I called her and she's like, that's totally normal, but don't get on Google. Call your doctor. If there's a serious concern, stop looking at the internet, stop looking at WebMD, stop doing all that stuff because you're going to see the worst case scenario and statistics are on your side. So just take each day as it comes and just know that your baby is working hard as well. Love you both and the podcast. Okay. So I've been happily married for four years and I still regularly think about the guy I dated previous to my husband. Things didn't end bad between us. It just fizzled out. I actually haven't seen him since or seen him the last three years. So I'm not sure why he pops into my mind often. He also was married and probably doesn't even think twice about me. So I'm confused with myself. When I think about him, I get these rush of memories about all the fun we used to have. And it makes me feel sad. Sometimes I imagine how my life would be now if we had ended up together. I feel guilty because I have such a great husband who I love so much. And these pervasive feelings I get about the other guy make no sense, but I continue to have them. I need advice. Is this weird? Hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say it's weird necessarily, but I wouldn't say that it's nor I wouldn't say yeah, normal. I would say it's a cause for concern. Yeah. If I'm uh, being blunt. I don't even necessarily think this is like your gut telling you you belong with that man, but it could just be that you are missing something in your current relationship, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like, oh, you're meant to be with your ex. But it maybe he could had be a an sign. element that 
your current husband doesn't have that you miss or something. Because I was going to say, like, do do I have memories of my ex? Like, uh, my exes occasionally? Like, yeah, I I remember things that, like, I've done with them. Or if I see something that, like, reminds me of something we used to do or something. But it's not the feeling of, I wonder what would have happened if I mm-hmm. would have. If anything, I picture it and think, thank goodness <laughs> yeah. that I didn't end up with that person. But yeah. so that's the only reason why, again, this is just my personal perspective, but I'm like, it's exactly what you said. I feel like something in your current relationship isn't fulfilling you completely. Yeah. It's like one element at least. And if you want to fix it, I think you can. But if you don't want to fix it, then nothing's forcing you to and you don't have to fix it if you know what I mean like how could you fix it like focus on all the good and really hone in yeah like if you want to work on that I truly believe that you could get over that and you could be I feel like and I I don't know if I've it's been a while we've been doing this podcast for a minute Mm -hmm. um I believe you choose your soulmates it's not just like given to you and there's one person in the world that you know you have to work on a relationship especially a marriage I don't know how long did they say how long they've been married I think like three years or something four years you have to work in a relationship especially the longer it goes there's going to be ups and downs there's going to be times when you're like okay like i'm annoyed with you blah 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 you know there's going to be problems that arise obviously but you have to just work through it and choose to love your partner so sometimes if there's like i don't know something that every single day and also maybe is it something that's been happening since day one of your marriage and it's just like you always have missed your ex or is it like recently you've just been thinking about your ex so much because you've now been with your husband for four years and you're kind of like, eh, I'm bored. Like I want mm-hmm. something else. Like I want freedom again. Or I want, you know, yeah, that validation. Maybe he gave you a lot of like validation and your current husband isn't or something like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, all in all, not good. <laughs> well, well, I was going to say, it's kind of what you said. If you don't want to work on it, then it is cause for concern because it's like, yeah, you, I mean, being straight up, like you might not, Maybe you shouldn't be with your husband if you're thinking about someone else constantly and you're not happy. But Mm -hmm. um, it's just hard because it's so hard to give relationship advice because you can't give blanket advice. And I think about- You have to know so much context. Yes, you have to know so much context. And it's like certain people that I know, I'm like, or, you know, that I've met, I'm like, I believe that- and again, this is me just interjecting. So that's maybe not the best of me to do, but it's like, I believe that- they would be better off without their trash husband. Like mm-hmm. in some circumstances, I'm like, dude, that guy is a loser. Like yeah. you're way better than them and you deserve so much better. So in that case, I'm like, yeah, you should find something else. But sometimes I do think it's like, you're a great match. You just need to like be really intentional with each other. And because totally it's like marriages are work and you have to put intentional time into, you know, doing having uh quality time together and Mm -hmm. getting interested in what each other's interested in and you know all of that stuff or else it's going to be easy to go down kind of two separate yeah and and also it could be a form of self-sabotage because you could be that could be a way that you're self-sabotaging yourself there's lots of ways to do that and that could be one of them it's like your relationship could be great great, yeah Yeah. and you're you know you maybe have a tendency of self-sabotage nothing to be ashamed of there's a lot of possibilities here (laughs) yes we're like sounds like divorce is in your future honey oh no just kidding i'm kidding (laughs) don't worry i feel like when you write in or when you like 
sometimes I think people just want to write it out. And then after that, it's like, uh, you know, it's like the morning toast. They do unburden yourself. So it's like, you just want to get it out of your system that you've been having these thoughts. And sometimes it's fixed within the yeah. next day. You're like, okay, it's like, as soon as I said it, I realized it wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was. Yeah. And I actually just do love my husband and, and we're perfectly fine. And you're right. It was self-sabotage. I move on. Or sometimes but I will say, I was actually thinking about this. Like, I, I think, well, I agree. I think some people just need to like get it out and then they're like, oh, cool. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of times when people write in and they're like, what should I do? Like, I've been dating this guy for this long. Like, I don't know. Things are, I'm like, break up with him mm-hmm. immediately. Like just the way you're writing in, you know that yeah. you don't like him enough. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that ma- there's, this one could go either way, but it's like the fact that you're writing in and being like, is that weird? I don't know. It's like the fact that it's on your mind this much. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is a weird thing. It's not weird. I'm not trying to call you weird, but it's like, it is cause for concern. Yes. Yeah. For your relationship. Yeah. Nothing wrong with you. You, you can't control sometimes what you think about. So I'm yeah. not saying that. But I feel like a lot of times people, like just by the way they write in, I'm like, I know you know yes. exactly what to do, but mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I don't want to because it's hard or whatever. Yes. And you almost you almost know what we're going to say already. Yeah. I know. Relationship advice is hard. You cut you. It's like I need to sit down with you for a full day and get your entire life story and your whole relationship story. And then maybe and I, I need give to speak you better. to both parties for yeah. five hours. Exactly. For sure. Both parties. We need to have a freaking um, court, a yes. trial. Yes. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to our little bonus episode. I love doing these. That was a fun little advice call. And we do these at the last Friday of every month. So mm-hmm. our bonus episode is always the last Friday. If you guys want to write in ever, write into our email. It's hello at what we said podcast.com. DM us, whatever you want. And um, follow us on Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. If you want to be updated on all our latest stuff, future merch drops, when we do story episodes, we post a little link to like the Google Doc and you can input your story. It's anonymous, all that good stuff. So make sure you're following there. But we love you guys so much. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Bye.